You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. to Rest Days. My name is Maria Sylvester-Terry. I am one of your Rest Days co-hosts, and here with me today is the fantastic... Fantastic Lauren Lavelle. Hey. Mm. What's up? Hey, hey. And uh, <laughs> today we're going to talk a little bit about why you're so obsessed with me. Yes. We're going to talk about obsession. Obsession related to, well, the fun things, and also the things that maybe get a little, you know, hamster wheel to hell-like, uh, to pull from Lauren's uh, handy phrase. So I am excited to get into this. We will, of course, primarily as we always do, get started with some clickbait. Are we ready? I'm so ready because you already wrote yours down, but I don't know what it means. Yes. Okay. So um, don't say the word out loud because I'm trying to keep this space private and I'm trying to give them benefit of the doubt that maybe they will learn another way. But this is a real life clickbait Mm. where a uh, local fitness studio is having their instructors go uh, like do a takeover each day. Yeah, there's your, there's the face. Okay. And I really enjoyed one of the instructor's classes uh, about a week ago. And I thought, all right, I'll like kind of just check the stories and see. And it was pretty great. And then the instructor goes around two o'clock. You might have noticed that I haven't talked about food yet. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. And then it it got <laughs> descended into hell. <laughs> the, the floor fell out and I immediately just fell down, no parachute, into one of the circles of hell, which is fitness instructors talking about food. And I'm thinking, no, all of my clients, all of my community, my people here, no, this is real life clickbait. And he goes on to say, oh, no, not me. Well, my Apple Watch <laughs> says I burn five thousand calories a day, which I'm like, OK, that's a 90 percent inaccuracy rate like 25 to 95 is the inaccuracy rate for apple watch calories and i'm like okay strike one don't use trackers as a form of like showing calorie burn because they're not accurate second he goes on to say um i need to eat a lot of food so i'm like okay maybe we're earning my trust back and he's like i need to eat a lot because i'm doing a lot and it's cutting season for oh, me. I knew it. So yeah. So I'm it's like I'm getting just like pendulum swung from side to side. I feel like I'm just getting beat up in like a a dark room. It feels like punishment. <laughs> You're like and running into he, shit. He goes, yes. He goes, <laughs> yes. So he goes on to say, you know, I'm really focused on getting my carbs, fats, and proteins and shows this like cookie cutter meal prep. And it's like, but as long as I just hit my protein goal, I'm feeling good. And I'm thinking, wait, this line of thinking being I haven't talked about my food all day. And then um, then says, I burned 5,000 calories today, so I need to eat. And then says, I'm also in cutting season. It's like, y'all, you can't fuel your performance and a cutting goal simultaneously. What a strange, strange concept. And of course, like, people are going to believe it. The number one red flag, <laughs> the number one red flag is when you said he. Hmm. <laughs> I just knew well, it was already going to be a mess. <laughs> I won't give any other identifiers. However, there are other identifiers. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Person, I'm totally yes, kidding. Um, that kind of make it seem like, okay, maybe this isn't the average person's uh, like 
focus on aesthetics because of other things. Are you talking about their competitor? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Not a competitor whatsoever. No, it was just more like his other lines of work. Um, and now it's just starting to sound weird. So I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> Only <it's>, fans. <laughs> that's, not, that's not it. But I, I was just so disappointed. Be. Because I think, hey, I mean, maybe I am only a fan. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm a fan of more than I realize. I, I, it doesn't change the fact that I still enjoyed their class and that, like, it, you know, great playlist. Or it, it was just so, like, I had, I for a moment, you know what the clickbait is, Lauren? For a moment, I had hope. Right. No, no, I, I totally get, no, I get it. You're like, we're in a space where we can enjoy that. And, like, even a little bit of that personally now where I'm at, I'm like, okay like you've been sold and you're trying to sell me that's that it is yeah. it is what it is but like yeah you could have stopped you could have quit while you were ahead you did mention <laughs> you did mention um like you enjoyed the class the playlist was good and that rolls into my clickbait so i would like you to play oh, <laughs> i would like you to play the clickbait that i sent you it we're, we're probably gonna like we'll try to play it and i will tag the creator but like it's probably i've already seen, i think i've seen this oh my god okay i think i love this <laughs> yes okay. okay do you want me to play with the volume on so everyone can hear it i mean yeah we can try and if it sounds like really horrible okay. we'll just link the video Yes, this is the best clickbait of the week, for sure. Y'all, it's about to get really good. Here come the high It's hands. already so good. <laughs> it's so good. I I'm, saved it yesterday. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Every fitness class has to be this. This on repeat. I'm literally crying. Um, I love that you thought this would be for me. It's so, it's it could not be more perfect. Uh, Scott and I actually met this summer of Call Me Maybe, so that is very important to me. Wait, stop! That's when Caleb and I met. Yeah, the summer of Call Me oh Maybe. My God. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That like is a song for us. Yeah, yeah, Scott hates that song, but every time it comes on, we have to listen to it because I'm like, <gasps> we met and this song was super popular, and I yes. was like, in my, I was definitely still in my like emo non like girly dance music phase so i was like this is very silly um but i <laughs> i'm not really i don't really like this <laughs> and i definitely do it's like burned into my brain carly ray jetson i love you <laughs> i am so so thrilled to hear that that song is sentimental meaning to you um, I was a big fan of that song, like openly. I remember collecting money from people at a bar near my college campus and saying I would play their favorite song and pretended to write them down, but I really just requested Call Me Maybe 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> you you were the person that I was like fighting against, <laughs> which totally makes sense. Like yeah. that's how we got yes. here. <laughs> that's how we're here. So I am so in love with that. And you know, the Whitney layers are just so fun. I know. I just, I, I, I like, like I immediately was commenting under, um, I think her name is Darcy or is that the Darcy, yeah, creator's so. name? I'm, we'll tag her. We'll tag the video. Um, but I was immediately like, we need this for bar. Like now <laughs> I need this like three days ago. I need it. I need it for open bar. Like I need this song. And um, I would say I could become <laughs> obsessed with it. I'm 
already obsessed. So I thought that came up on my For You page because my brother makes a lot of music and particularly house music. I follow your um, brother. And, yeah, he's a great follow. Y'all, my brother made the music for Rest Days. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you love a real little riff, um, give him a follow. And what's really funny about it is I just assumed that found its way to me because of all this music stuff I've been liking. But it really is just, it. we're all getting clickbaited by this incredible mashup. Yes. Love it. Yay! We love a good obsession song. Well, let's uh, take our obsession with that song and roll it into talking about obsessions uh, in a different way, because sometimes our obsessions are fun and like a hyperfixation, and then other times it's actually really de-energizing and draining. It kind of feels like the hamster wheel to hell, as Lauren says. So we are going to spend some time talking with y'all about fitness and nutrition obsessions or habits that start to feel like obsessions and what you can do to maybe prevent or steer clear of them. It's not always just as simple as like follow these three steps, but we're going to share our thoughts because we have certainly found our way through and around those types of thoughts. So we'll just kind of get started here from a fitness angle. Lauren, where do you want to take this? Yeah. I want to also like throw out the disclaimer that we're like not talking about um, the OCD level of obsession that some people are dealing with, with obsessive compulsive disorders Mm -hmm. and related disorders um, that make it hard for all the daily processes to happen. That is a very real thing. Um, So I wanted to acknowledge that before we dive into Maybe more of the general trap that so many of us fall yes. into. Um, yes. And yeah, when it comes to habits turning into a little bit of an unhealthy relationship, I definitely see that happening in fitness. And I feel like it happens when um, the girls are starting a new routine. <laughs> so it, oh, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's always like the new routine or the 30 day trial that can, that can uh, be a big trigger for people. Um, we've all been there. We've all gotten like a Groupon or maybe some of us haven't. Never mind. I won't say we've all been there. The two people <laughs> on this podcast have been there. Um, <laughs> some of us may have dodged that one, but like I have definitely been there where, you get like a 30 day trial or you get like a little bingo card situation going where you're supposed to like check off all the boxes. And just because of my personality and my constant desire to win, I'm like, Oh, I don't even like one of these options on the bingo thing, but I'm going, I'm doing it. I'm so full in and it becomes something that's not fun anymore. And I think that's right. that's where the line is when it's like, oh, I'm getting into a territory that's maybe not healthy is like, I'm doing 30 classes, but I'm not having any fun. Like we're at the end, we're at the end of this month challenge and I'm taking two classes a day so that I can win or whatever. Like, you know, and the win is in quotes. Like, what are we actually winning if we are running ourselves into the ground? So I think that that's one of a vi- like one very common mm. fitness one that we fall into, or at least yeah. some of us fall into and get to the point where we're just like, <laughs> sometimes you open your eyes, you look around, and you're like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> why am I here right now? Right. Like, why am I in my second class today? <laughs> that, ha- that was so normal. Mm. Was so normalized. I was going to say normalized. Um, um, it was just a normalized concept to like get your 30 classes which what you got entered into like win a free t-shirt or a yoga mat like 
but we were all doing it thinking like, well, what if I get to lose five pounds in the process? Yeah. What if you pull a hamstring? Baby <laughs> right. Like, like, like <laughs> lots of bads, lots of bads. Yeah. Lots of bad. So yours, you're starting us off with not having fun and I'll take it into an, in a similar direction, which is using data as a rule instead of uh. a tool, right? So using it as I have to get 30 days of eating vegetables or I have to get all of these days in a row, perfect macros. I think the concept of streaks is really uh, a stepping stone into obsession particularly as it comes into nutrition. Or Duolingo. (laughs) Or Snapchat, yeah. (laughs) Yes, well, you can own your little learning streak. That's a very special muscle to flex. But in reality, we eat three or more times a day. It is very likely that you're not going to have the same exact amount of time or effort or energy or availability to have like a vegetable at every single meal or no sugar every single day. And I think the concept of streaks makes people feel like, okay, if I can just break through 21 days of doing it in a row, now it's a habit. Y'all, that's not how you build a habit. (laughs) You're you're miserable the entire time. I'm sure I'm going to stick with this on day 22. Right, right. Like, Positive reinforcement is such a beautiful concept. So going and getting stronger a little bit at a time, and then you can start to slowly lift more or do more or walk longer, or you're now eating breakfast every day without thinking so much about it. That takes time. You have to embrace the fact that it does sort of feel like a little bit of a roller coaster, that there's an ebb and flow. Um, I see this with people with, you know, activity trackers, of course, in your, in your world of things. But for me, there's the, you know, kind of the reliance on my fitness pal or food trackers as a way to get back on track. Like, oh, I've been really off. So let me get back on track. And then my fitness pal hits you with the, if every day were like this, you would weigh X number of pounds. So it creates this false narrative of if you keep attaining perfection, you will get to your goal. And we know that perfection is actually going to sabotage you um, and the you know forceful nature of data. So I feel like that is where I'm going to you know start my nutrition side of this obsession thing is uh, to a question, right? Are you using data as a tool or as a rule? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, figure that out. Like when it comes to fitness as well, you talked about trackers, you talked about it at the opening when you were talking about how flawed they can be when it comes to movement and fitness. Um, and obviously the same could be said about like logging, logging your nutrition. I'm, I'm, there's still a lot of margin of error there. Mm -hmm, Um, completely. And I think that it also just takes you out of your own ability to decipher that. So like, when you're heavily relying on that, it just removes you from like your own intuition. So I think the same could be said about fitness. It's the idea that you have to constantly be um, crushing it and expanding um, is something that I feel like people can get obsessed with. And like, this is coming from someone who really enjoys strength training and a conversation between two people who enjoy strength training and who enjoy like milestones and streaks. So this could be like in with the, the data and the information, but like, let's be real. It's just not going to happen every time. And it's, it's totally a long game and long games don't always fuel those like positive reinforcement, right? Like you don't always get the immediately immediate like bump 
um, that like notification hit that you like <laughs> took a class or like met your step goal. Like you don't get that from a long-term goal as frequently, which is why it makes right. it a little bit more difficult to build a sustainable practice around it. But like, I think when it comes to lifting, that can be, um, a hamster wheel to hell, like a, a situation where you have to PR every time, or you have to yeah. like do have to have to, and maybe nothing happens. Like maybe nothing happens with it and it's totally fine, but maybe you find every workout disappointing if that doesn't happen. And therefore that disappointment will start to weigh on you and will start to become like an albatross around your neck. Like it'll be a thing that you bring into every workout and it'll just make it not fun. Again, we're going back to point number one, but like not fun. <laughs> um, and that's really like, I feel like you can tell when you're getting to that space, when you're just relying so heavily on, on like no excuses and no days off and like the misery of it. Um, it's just, it's just a removal of like the fun and the practice of it. That really feels like yeah. something that can happen at fitness. Again, it can be fueled by the data that you're getting from these different places. It can be fueled by like the idea that you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z with calories and like, um, X, Y, and Z with like, Oh, I'm in the green. I should train hard. Or my Apple watch told me to get up. <laughs> My Apple watch is literally bullying me. So I'm getting up. But like, I think that that kind of stuff can go together really like they all kind of start snowballing. And for me, the end result is like, not fun. No, not at all. I'm so glad you mentioned this because the crushing it and expanding is, you know, based on this idea of progress, which many of people Many people are willing to let go of perfection and say, it's progress, not perfection. But then you become obsessed with progress and that you start to think progress is your, your pace is getting faster every time. The run is going to be longer each and every time. The barbell should feel lighter and also be going up in weight every single time. Y'all, there are times where I will lift a certain amount of weight one week and it feels like a toothpick. Mm. And then the following week... I can't even get it off the ground. Correct. And it's that's not because my strength is going backwards. It's because life is lifing. Like, there's a lot happening that affects your, quote, movement progress or mm -hmm. nutrition progress that aren't even related to that thing. And the I was just grateful that you brought this into conversation because, especially if you're new at something, you get sort of used to getting better and better and better. And yeah, you get that little bell. Says, <laughs> You get the bell and then it slows down. You don't hear that ringing every, uh, you know, every day. The way You're you like, start. oh, damn, here we are again. Same amount of weights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are again. Weights that I use last two weeks. <laughs> that overhead press will just bully me. <laughs> I think that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The, the bullying is like very much part of this whole thing. But when you're talking about, we, we, I mentioned it, you mentioned it again, the expansion and the progress. It's giving very much like colonizer vibes. Right? I was hoping <laughs> you were going to say that. I was, I wrote it down in our notes and I was like, gonna lay you up and say like, I wonder where we got that from. Right. Like <laughs> you don't even have to. I'm always thinking about it because it's just yeah. like, who is this for? And why do we come, like, where, where do we find contentment and satisfaction if all of the things we're doing are for the little bell and for the extra and for the mm -hmm. next, like there's no space 
to sit and appreciate if we're just waiting for the next PR or we're just waiting to log our next perfect meal. Right, right. It really pulls us away from the beauty of modifying and the beauty of extending or changing. Like in our gym, you can uh, input your workout and it'll rank you on a leaderboard. I know. Yeah, Um, whatever. (laughs) It's part of the culture. And you can obviously not do that and just keep your scores private. Um, But I always applaud, particularly the coaches, when they also let go of the need to be top of the leaderboard, like they have something to prove. Like maybe you don't want to run today. And so that no longer ranks as high as, say, the way the workout was written or something. Like I, I think we lose the beauty of flexibility and modification changing things to fit our needs when we are so focused on doing it quote right right there is one right way right i mean it all it's all it all smells from the same shit yeah i think it's just funny because i'm thinking about like <laughs> we lose like modifications flexibility we lose the ability to sit down because a watch is bullying you <laughs> correct correct yeah. are you or kidding the me? person next to you right well so that kind of gives me a good layup into another thought I have about specifically um, as it pertains to nutrition, although you're definitely going to see this in fitness. I mentioned, you know, maybe the person next to you also feels like you've got to keep up. And I think something I've offered to folks I work with that feel like I'm going to get obsessed with this, uh, you know, new addition of fiber in my diet or something is to know your values and to know your intentions, like start from Mm -hmm. who you are and not from who someone else is or not from what you saw on Instagram. Like if your value is longevity and you want to be able to like run after your kids. So maybe eating enough food throughout the day isn't an obsession. Maybe it's something in alignment with your values. Maybe you value flexibility, so we're not going to buy into streaks. Maybe you value listening to your body, so you're not going to focus on how your watch is talking to you and think about how you're talking to yourself. Um, I think that the values piece comes up so much to a point, Lauren, I don't know if you've had this happen, where I will say, well, let's bring it back to values. I have folks that will say, I don't know what values are. Yeah. I I don't know what I value. Yeah. I mean, I think that... You said, listen to your body. You said like removing, but like, I've been having this conversation all week, um, on the clock app about listening to your body. And it just, it's like, how, how? people will ask how, or they won't ask cause they're embarrassed <laughs> and they will very clearly display that they're not knowing how. So yeah, when you're saying that about the values, some people just don't know because we're so removed from listening to ourselves and listening. And it's really, 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 really hard to listen to your body when you're in a space where, again, you're getting plopped down on your little hamster wheel and you're running for your life every single day. Like it's so hard to not value the outside input and try to put some values on the inside input. It's really difficult. Uh, Yeah. Like so many people come to mind when you say that and I, I even think of like earlier versions of myself, like knowing that I was running my head into a wall, mm-hmm. like knowing I was doing this and it didn't feel good, but also feeling like I had something to prove and that I, I valued fitness and I valued nutrition. It just turned me into an utter asshole to be around. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a fun person. Yeah. I just turned, I turned my obsession into a personality because that felt more in alignment, but it, it is so worth learning to trust yourself by 
just inviting yourself to try things, inviting yourself to, to see maybe your gut is correct. Like maybe your gut to take a rest day is correct and it feels good. Like you got to take the chance and listen. Otherwise, you will feel like everything you do becomes an obsession. I think so. Yes. You're saying that 2012, call me maybe Maria and 2012, call me maybe Lauren. <laughs> wouldn't have even been able to be friends because we were too obsessed with everything like we might have but like it would have been a competitive <laughs> a competitive situation where we like weren't oh, yeah. having any fun um <laughs> oh no we would we were not having any fun we would be having all. not fun together um i like i like <laughs> that the idea of values i think when it comes to maybe pulling it back or reevaluating or or maybe taking a detour from the feelings of getting wrapped up and obsessed for me when it comes to working out moving my body and the advice to, that I give to other people curiosity it's always going to be curiosity mm, like it's it. always going to be a little adventure it's always going to be maybe a little detour maybe a pit stop maybe who knows what will happen like we just don't know like, we don't know, like you said, until we try, what, what can we be curious about when we're moving our bodies? And that's why I give the options and like the choose your own adventure workouts, because I want people, it can be really hard, right? Like if you never learn how to listen to your body, if you've always followed your PE teacher, your coach, your whoever you've been working out with, you don't know, like, you're like, okay, well, I, I don't know what my limit is. Because I push to someone else's limit. I listen to someone else's workout. So if they come there, they're probably, most people come to group fitness because they want someone to tell them what to do. And I love that. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And we have fun. But I want to give you like at least three options of what you can do. So it's just choose <laughs> your own adventure. And it may not feel like a big deal. But for some people, if the option wasn't pre presented, they wouldn't take it. And they wouldn't know how to ask for it. And they wouldn't 100%. know what to do. So after a little while, maybe you've been working out with me for a couple months and I don't give you that option that I gave you before, you're still going to know what to do and you'll feel more comfortable taking it because you learned and you evolved. And I've seen people take some of the most like hilarious and exciting modifications to what I said. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that you interpreted what I said this way. Not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just different than what than the three ideas that I had. Thank you for adding to my knowledge of what to say next time. Um, so curiosity, like, why can't you, like, why can't you laugh at yourself when you can't do something? <laughs> like, it's so hard because we're so conditioned to be like, I should be able to pick this up or like, I should be able to do, um, I call them fruit roll-ups. They're like Pilates roll-ups, but I call them fruit roll-ups. <laughs> Because that's Amazing. how I teach. Um, <laughs> but like rolling up and down like slowly through like using your core and like your spine work and mobility and your hips. And like there's so many factors in it that like it it kind of is a little bit funny when you like get stuck somewhere. Like that's yeah. that's yes. okay. We just troubleshoot it and figure it out. Like is a 20 second like Tabata going to be what separates you from getting, you know, getting a little treat? Like, no, yeah, right. like, no, this glass is still going to be so valuable. And it's even more valuable when you allow like yourself to be curious 
and knock those like negative things out of your head. You don't have to replace them with like, go girl, you're the best. Like you replace them with like, what would happen if yeah. <laughs> like maybe, maybe not. Um, so I think that when it comes to like feeling like you're starting to walk down that road of, or maybe even be pulled down the road of obsession, um, and unhealthy relationships with movement, I think curiosity can absolutely be the antidote to that. Yeah. Um, I will also note, and this is uh, not to pump your tires, but it is, when you take one of Lauren's classes and you hear all the modifications, if you're new, you might think, gosh, like, why can't I just do it the way she suggested the first time? What's really cool about when Lauren teaches is that you have an opportunity to do all levels of a movement, whether it's like your modification that fits you in the moment without arms, without legs, with a chair, like whatever it might be, or even taking it further. And there have been times where I thought I didn't have any energy in your class, or I really didn't like, I, I really didn't know what I had to offer. But just the power of suggestion that I could choose between making it a little bit more breathable or focusing on a different body part or just, you know, eliminating arms. And also that I could amp it up if I wanted to. I want you to know as you're listening that just because we're talking about modifications doesn't, like we're talking about curiosity too, which is the ability to say, I wonder what would happen if I also did it this way. So there's always room for growth is what I'm saying, that it, you don't just stay stagnant because you're modifying. You're actually meeting your body where it's at, which opens up the door to getting better at anything. Yes. Yes. It's been, Ugh. thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I appreciate it. But I think that the same could be said about the way that you interact with people and food. <laughs> like, I think that that's, that's, we, we don't, we're so different in so many ways, but like where we are similar does kind of come to a value situation and, mm -hmm. and how we want to serve people is like allowing them to be themselves. And I think that that's really, really, really hard. It is. It is. Well, I mean, what might that mean? Right. At, at risk of what? Your parents being mad at you or your friends. <laughs> Anyone being you? mad at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just people not getting you, not seeing you. Um, I was really uh, excited that you mentioned curiosity because in a similar vein, somewhat different, I do. I think that's my last piece, too, really, is being curious specifically about something I call breadcrumbs. And I have an Instagram post about it if y'all want to go check it out. But it's this idea of, yeah, you probably could get obsessed. I think being real with yourself that you might have a propensity to slip back onto the hamster wheel, like that's a real thing. Look at what you're surrounded by every day. And that would that could be a reality. Like you don't have to be too strong for diet culture. Like you might have moments where it's just you know, playing the game actually helps you fit in. Like, I get that. Mm. So what I suggest to folks is looking back on where you've been with food. What are the crumbs you've left behind when you're obsessed with something? I want you to think of, like, Gus Gus from Cinderella with all the little crumbs that he's holding and he's just juggling them all. Like, what are you carrying? And for some people, it's 
weight checking. For some people, it's body checking. For some people, it's serious anxiety, like suddenly just being miserable or really yeah. anxious about food. Thinking You start thinking about food all the time. You're like, why am I doing this? That's a breadcrumb. Or maybe it's, oh, let me just pop it into my fitness pal yeah. real quick. That's a breadcrumb. Or getting in fights over where you're going to dinner, which you never used to do. It used to just be that you couldn't decide, but now you can't decide because you don't know which one has a healthy option. Uh, That's yes. a breadcrumb. Crying about the right? menu. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, That's typically a red flag for me. We've gone too far. (laughs) We're there. You're at the croissant. Yeah. Yeah. We are too far. Um, Another one could just be like, oh, let me just make sure I'm always eating something green. Let me make sure I'm always drinking 100 ounces of water, which Mm, are they great things? Yes. Like those are all wonderful things too. Hydration and veggies. And know your breadcrumbs. If you start reading labels again and you're like, that was what I used to do when things started to get bad, let's stop doing that now before we go down the path to obsession. Because I think you really do hold the answers. I think you do. It's just realigning yourself with your values, looking at things from a zoomed out perspective, and then being willing to be curious about it instead of judgmental and not being an asshole to yourself because you're starting to go down that path. Just being real with yourself. Like, oh, it's happening. All right. What do I need to do for me? Like, that's it. Yeah. Like cut off, like cut cut yourself off at like the wallow and like (laughs) get into like the the detour. Like, uh, skirt, let's turn this around. (laughs) We don't even have to turn it around. We're we're not going to erase the past. We're just, we've learned and we're just going a different direction. Um, yeah, I think that that's so interesting because so many of those, like a lot of us have, I actually talked about this yesterday where I, I oh my God, I love beautiful packaging. I love wellness shit. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. I don't consider myself a wellness girly, that's for sure. But I love... Oh my God. I love an exciting treat. I love a beautiful package. I love like a new thing. We've talked about this. I'm, I'm prone to clickbaits. Um, (laughs) I had a client tell me I aligned so much with Lauren because I just love the things. And it was so cute. It's so good though, because like, I think that, I think it's where, again, the intention is and where you are in the space where you're like, I can go to this fancy, like, take this wellness shot of whatever, you know, it's going to extend my life. Um, and, and know that, like, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. And I can enjoy it for what it is. And, like, it's funny. And it's maybe a little bougie, uh, luxurious. And I'm 100% aware that it is not delivering all of the clickbait that <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes, yes, give me that. I know, you know, and I know. So let's keep it moving. But yes. I will add that I think that for both of these, or for one, we're talking about uh, nutrition and fitness movement. Um, I think there's so much of it that can be influenced by um, health and like chronic illness and um really like seeking that perfectionism and seeking the answers. And it's so hard to not become obsessed when there's a lot of fear. And so 
I think there's, um, I think both of us and many, many of us can hold space for the idea that like when you're looking for an answer, for instance, like me having PCOS, there's a new answer every two days. Um, 100%. There's a new answer every two days and ain't none of them come from a doctor. Um, <laughs> no answers for me from a professional. But like, <laughs> I think that it's really, really hard not to be like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be it. And this is now what I do because this worked for someone. So I think it's really hard to, to separate those things. And, and it's good to be able to put into practice, like the curiosity of like, okay, well, who am I getting this information from? Does it align with what I'm looking for? Do I feel like I'll be able to maintain this long term? Because it's so hard to just like be in the dark. Um, and sometimes obsession, like you said, can feel like safety and a proximity towards safety. Completely, especially if you consider healthcare. Healthcare is a really dark web for some folks who feel like they have a situation. Maybe it's PCOS, maybe it's PMDD, maybe it's you know something that uh, you know maybe people with ovaries struggle with, but there's not a lot of research on it. It could be anything. Like our healthcare system really does fail us in having solutions readily available, readily accessible, readily affordable. So the bougie wellness world kind of feels like. Uh, yeah, golden ticket. Like, yeah, maybe fill in the blanks, think, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I think holding space for yourself, if you're someone struggling with a condition that like kind of doesn't have any, it doesn't have any answers, any solutions, you're just kind of going day by day. Like, I freaking get it. I get why you would think maybe eating clean or not eating things you can't pronounce might help you. And that was 100% a ticket to my obsession. And it only made me more inflamed and stressed out. So I like what you said, like checking in, what do I need? Is this coming from a reputable source? Um, that's a really grounding approach to kind of recognizing like, this is hard. This is why I'm here. And is this what I need? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we should probably wrap up with something funny, shouldn't we? Mm. Yeah. So I am curious, uh, what have you been obsessed with in your life that is funny or good? Okay. So I have two. So my, my fitness one is really like, it comes down to like my programming and stuff and watching people get stronger through my classes and through training. I have been obsessed with all things around, um, like we'll say, we'll say deadlift E and also balance E. Right. So I'm thoroughly enjoying watching people like think about the back of their bodies. <laughs> like if you, if you know, you know, if you know, you know. Um, and sometimes that can lead to feeling like, oh, I'm doing it wrong, which is where, again, the curiosity layup comes in where you're like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going to do it right or wrong. We're not in a space where we're lifting 400 pounds. So it's not, it ain't that serious <laughs> girls. It's okay. Um, and then like, Also, it's just fun to watch people react when, like, they get it or, like, when they feel it because we're so disconnected front to back even of our bodies, right? Like, what's going on back there? Like, the back of my hair is nobody's business and I don't know what's going on with my hamstrings. Like, that's the rules. So when you do connect those things, it's kind of like a little sparkle in someone's eyes where they're like, oh, my gosh, I feel it. And then same with balance when you're like, I just have horrible balance. I'm like, do you? Because you're still standing. So how do we how do we navigate that? And also, like, even if you aren't still standing, how do we navigate 
spatial awareness and your body and like yeah. make it work for you. So I love that when it comes to, that's what I've been really into. Um, that kind of challenge for mm -hmm. people and, and the challenge is really like, how do you navigate this in your body right now? And then yeah. the other thing, which is very common for me, it's a nutrition thing. Um, it's not a nutrition thing, but yes, it is like it's food related, um, <laughs> is my obsession with citrus is back. <laughs> so every year, every year I have a, a season of citrus. It happens at different times. Typically it's like winter, winter, but right now we're technically in spring and I'm having like every kind of citrus I can get my hands on. And I really think it's like my body's way of like just beefing up on the micronutrients <laughs> but it's so bad because I have to re I have to regulate so that I don't like get like my mouth doesn't hurt from me right. too much. <laughs> or like my stomach because I'm pretty sure like we could oh, create a citrus bomb yeah. in there yeah. but like I was just right after teaching I was like eating little orange wedges and I'm like nom, 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 nom. this is delicious <laughs> and then after I've had my fill it doesn't, it's a season, so it'll stop at some point. I'll be like, okay, and then I'm all done. <laughs> but it happens every year. Really sweet. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm in my citrus season. Oh, good. Well, welcome. Welcome mm -hmm. back. Yes. <laughs> well, good, good. Um, those are such sweet, literally and figuratively, uh, obsessions. So oh, heartwarming. Um, mine, are, mine are <laughs> equally sweet. Um, so I would like to remind everyone that I was obsessed with having a skip it and uh -huh. that that is a massive personality piece for me. Uh, maybe the beginning of my fitness, my fitness journey, <laughs> if you can call it that. It was. Um, I really freaking loved my skip it. I loved learning to jump rope, um, double dutch. I loved being able to like twist a jump rope or like do fun footwork. So that would be nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have the ankles for it anymore, so it really must have been nice. Um, I just, I'm grateful for those memories of play, and I used to be obsessed with things as a kid. I was like, I wonder if I can do this. And for someone who was always sort of bullied around, like, not being good at movement, I loved having those, like, single activity things yes. that I could practice in my driveway. And then in my older age, I played, older age, in my like, as I grew and became more into yoga as, like, a form of physical movement and asana practice, I became very interested in backbends, and there's a very specific backbend that I just fell in love with, which was actually a transition. If you've ever taken a yoga class of mine, I love thoughtful transitions. That's actually like kind of the definition of vinyasa, right, is to put things in a very intentional place. And I love going from a backbend that is translated into wild thing, which is sort of a variation of a side plank and being able to turn my hand from upright to all the way around to get into a wheel and like mm. a full back bend. Yes. And I would practice and practice and practice. And it just felt like fun. It was like a fun obsession. And I had a teacher that I worked with on Tuesdays in Philly and um, we would just practice after class. And it was just amazing to learn exactly what you said, connecting the front and back of my body and like remembering that like in a back bend, you still need your butt and your hips and your mm, feet. Uh -huh. And 
that there's like this inherent fear you have of being open. So you kind of are always crouching in, but you really have to take the chance and open up. Um, and I have, a, I found a video of it recently of me getting it for the first time. And I was so proud watching it. I definitely could not do it now. And that's okay. It's like an obsession. I'm happy that I had, um, but I really, I really enjoyed exploring my body in that way. That was really cool. Love um, and yeah. And I mean, you probably saw this coming, but I mean, my food obsession is really just like fancy coffee drinks. <laughs> just, I thought you were going to say like, pickle. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm so obsessed with pickles. It's blinding. Yeah. Y'all, you don't I, even remember that one. You're no, like, that's actually yeah, no. my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a diet, but a lifestyle. Yes. Pickles. So pickles, I am utterly obsessed with, um, but that I will have to unpack, uh, with a professional. Um, but I am really, uh, I really love what the joy of a fancy coffee drink that someone else, like a barista came up with and was like, this would be great. Like a milk cereal latte mm -hmm. or cereal mm -hmm. milk latte or a cardamom latte. And like no substitutions. You're taking it the way that they want it. Yes. I always take, that's definitely, um, like one of my, uh, I'm like an ass kisser when it comes to baristas. Like anything you think, I will take it. Like you're you right. Bar yeah, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you ask, <laughs> yeah, if you ask a bartender, like you know, make a drink for me, blah blah blah. Like that's me at a coffee shop. So I'll take it any way they want to make it. I love being adventurous with coffee and even blending chai and coffee and however else I can um, really get a blend of flavors. I think part of that obsession came from restricting so much around beverages and restricting sugar, restricting liquid sugar, like any type of sweetener. And it is such a fun way to experience uh, food that I, uh, food, if you will, a uh, product I really like. So I thoroughly enjoy that. Love a fancy drink. We love a fancy we drink. We really do. I'll have a fancy, as they say. And yeah. they is us. <laughs> they Wait, can I, <laughs> can I close out with a reminder of where our picture came from? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So y'all, our logo is a, a really incredible cartoon-ish, you know, an illustration of a photo. And that photo was taken when we were, it was one of our last hangs in Philly before I moved. And I went and took Lauren's class at Loomis and we, wa I walked all the way there. And then Scott drove us back to Center City where I lived. And we went to go get, I don't even remember the juice bar. We went to this juice bar that had this blue magic juice or smoothie and literally it was what seven it was so much money <laughs> and i think we split it like we, were yeah. like, <laughs> we split it we split it we definitely split it this is yeah. like this is a pre-pandemic era like we're we are sharing <laughs> drinks because ain't nobody can afford two of them and that was embarrassing no. because we really went in there with the intention to split it too like we told we, them that yes. we weren't gonna like, pay for more than like, one just just one. We basically were like, we are doing this for a joke and also... Um, and also, I can't resist a blue drink. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's so... It's like Dr. Manhattan. Like, it's so, like, <laughs> magnetic. Like, I can't... Every time I see a blue juice, I know it's just, like, algae. And they'll put, like, three right. blueberries in there. And I'm like, oh! <gasps> they have reinvented it. It's like blue lemonade. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
They have reinvented the wheel and I am buying it every time. Every time. And it had Himalayan salt and it had all the things that, like me, as a nutrition master student, I was like so done having to debunk. It was just so popular at the time. And Lauren was just like, we got to get this drink because you are exactly what you say you are, right? Like you don't buy into any of it, but like you got to have it. Right. You're telling me a blue drink for a limited time? <laughs> I'm buying it. I'm buying it. <laughs> blue is not a typical color that we consume. Okay. So I am like definitely one of those people. <laughs> Limited time only. Yes. I don't care. I, they won. They won that day. <laughs> but we all won. <laughs> and we all won because we have this great photo that just, uh, we are clearly elated about it. So I thought I would just make sure that everybody knew that little adorable story because truly everything we talk about really is, it is like just like sitting on the phone with us we do talk about this shit all the time <laughs> yes i think people have noticed that by this point so we don't yeah have so yeah so welcome to our living room essentially tag um, us in your well, favorite blue drinks <laughs> oh oh my yes please any color drink i'll accept but blue is a wow extra a extra credit Yes. Not that we do that here. Everybody no, we don't. Passes. Yeah. <laughs> no gold stars. Just, no just gold straight. stars, but like, you're going to get a reaction if you give it yes. a <laughs> Well, I'm so thrilled that we had this conversation today. It is fun to end a conversation about something so heavy with the lighthearted reminder that you can also have some fun things in your life that just bring you joy that you can be a little obsessed with uh, in a non-clinical way. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for your listening. Please let us know if you have any feedback or thoughts, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>